Christopher Media, the Weedsman Podcast. Cures rickets, polio, conjunctivitis, AIDS. AIDS. Let's just, let's just go hog wild. Begin the car accident, you just use a little bit and you'll be fine. Yeah, rub it on your car and yourself. <laughs> It'll fix your car and your bones. <laughs> Try this special trick to get out of traffic tickets with Rick Simpson oil. Rub it on the cop. He'll just go away. <laughs> the Weedsman Podcast. Every Friday on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. It's like I, my joke that I always used to make at uh, Guitar Center. They do the commercials. Guitar riff would start and the voiceover guy would come in. My version was like, musicians and drummers. <laughs> Guitar Center's Father's Day Sale. <laughs> In a world where you have musicians, you also have drummers. Coming this summer. Oh, shit. Drum NATO. <laughs> Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Number 88. Whoop, whoop. Two snowmen. I'm cracking myself up with the drum NATO thing because now I'm picturing Tommy Lee in the revolving drum cage. It's <laughs> just like this whirlwind coming off of his video. arms. During the wild side video. That, that was yeah, my yeah. first concert experience was seeing that. Oh, oh God. Good. Anyway. I'm sorry. Anyways. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Jay. I'm Rich. Yeah, yeah. first first concert experience was definitely Motley Crue, and I got to see it. Sorry. It, he had the, Tommy Lee had the drum cage that levitated and went out over the crowd and then rolled around upside down and sideways and all that. Nice. Oh, is this going to be it? Is there yeah. a big, big pink motorcycle on, behind him on stage? You might have seen the same tour. Definitely those chicks in the leather bikinis and the police hats were on that oh. tour. I mean, that's just a classic. That is a timeless look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. That's still hot. Yeah. Well. Dirty motherfuckers right there. <laughs> if, I, if, if, I have to, if I have to admit that I like at least one... Motley Crue song. Wild Side would be the one I like the most. So. Oh, it's up there. Yeah. There's, I, there's a couple songs that I'll still admit to liking by Motley Crue. It's uh, see, I'll go with Doctor Feelgood. But but yeah, I like Doctor Feelgood. Motley Crue it's is a, little, a good example of why I. It's not produced the way I want to hear Motley Crue though. That's I don't generally read music journalism. I'll read criticism of music. I'll read opinion. I don't need to know that much about the artists that I really like because the more human you find out there the more disappointing they tend to be it's fine you know all humans are disappointing in their own way but this is definitely a band where you want knowing how big of a douchebag each one of these members <laughs> are know. individually no, I'll take hey I think except does for that Nick the Mars music. is not a douchebag he's just damn near crippled and he's ancient like seriously, he. he I know, he, he's it's tough. I don't, I don't want to criticize a man who is uh, obviously having very hard times when it comes to his health. But if he didn't have back problems, he'd probably be a huge douchebag. However, his friends are huge douchebags. <laughs> I think yeah. is the point that Aaron is making. 
Well, I never got the idea that Mick Mars was a douchebag. I just got the idea that he was a mediocre guitar player. So. Okay. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. See? 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 Oh, if I was Mick Mars right now, yeah. I'd be hating on you, Rich, more than I would me. He's better than C.C. <laughs> DeVille. You cut to the core. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, yeah. is that where you're setting the bar? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> For that type of music? Pretty much, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What am I going to do? A trickster? Uh... No, dude. Miley Cruz way better than Poison, man. Way fucking better. Yeah, but you can't deny they're, they're in the same ether. People that love Poison love Motley Crue and vice versa. For the most part. part. I like Motley Crue. I I liked them both. I think when I was listening to this music, I liked Poison. Slaughtered. But I was also like 13. That was like the prime age. I know, right, Chris? It was crammed down our fucking throats, dude. What do you want? (laughs) No, you know what it was crammed down my throats? I went down the dial to 88.7 and found better fucking music. That's what I did. I was too old for that. I don't know. This was crammed down my throat. But I, the reason I can't get totally on board with like Motley Crue being, uh, you know, head and shoulders above Poison as a band because they, they are pretty much from the same pool. And while Poison can be cheesier, they also do some pretty fucking kick-ass songs too, like "Smoking in the Boys Room." I know they didn't write it. That's not fucking. poison. That's Motley Crue. Yeah, that's Motley Crue. Wait, that bro. was Motley Crue that yeah. did that? Yeah. yeah. See, oh, you fuck. just proved oh. my point. Oh, oh fuck. No, they did. Um. Uh. Your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock yeah. and ro- that Blows. was the cover that they did. Blows. Oh come yeah. on, that is a fun Blows. cover. Someone who defended <laughs> Twisted Sister just told you your choice in Poison song blows. <laughs> Not only that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what of it? I'm just pointing out facts, man. I'm just yeah. letting, hey, draw your own conclusions. That's just... I don't even know how to respond. It's not even like your choice in music blows because you're talking about poison, but your taste in Poison songs blows. <laughs> it's a whole other level. Jimmy. I swear a dog ran off with it. I, I don't know why I, I swore that this was poison, but I guess it's been a long time since I heard it, too. Yeah, thank God. But a dog really did run off with it. You're just never able to see our side of things. That dude's dead now. That sucks. Who's dead? Bend Him. Over. Freaky looking guy? Oh, no, that's sloth. From the Hills Have Eyes? Yeah. yeah. dude from Hills Has Eyes dead. He was the chicken fucker in Devil's Rejects. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's back when they were really feminine up. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that's too fast for like love era. Eyeliner, person. mascara, blush. Like Vince Neil looks like I want to fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's a he's a five. He's gonna try probably try really hard. So. <laughs> Dude, he's a job site seven. <laughs> they had to put down a He's bit. office high. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, in Minnesota, if anybody who listens is in Minnesota, I'm not going to apologize for about to say there are, I did not see one attractive woman when oh, I was in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, oh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Hey, Minnesota. Minnesota. What is, oh, Megadeth, here we go. I guess uh, yeah. San- Sandra Bullock was... Uh, Voted people's most beautiful woman this for year. A, Speaking for a milf, I for I a, know, no, man. just for a 
Yeah. Just I, out I, of all the women. I dig. She looked both, good in but, the blind side. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. This last time I saw her look good. But, Jennifer yeah, but, Aniston, I think, would have her beat. Oh, there's God many, there's damn, many, yes. many women <laughs> who would have her beat. And I'm like not saying that beat. she's ugly. Or I'm no, not saying, no, like, I wouldn't no. touch her with yours. It's right. just like. Somebody's, uh, you know. When you're talking about. Somebody's We're just talking about head. beauty. Right. And you put this cut. They put the, the shot of her on the cover is highly airbrushed. I mean, no doubt. She's 50. There you go. You, did, you know, fucking the pearl cream doesn't work that well. I'm sorry. You got, <laughs> you're going to develop some crow's feet and shit like that. No, I had, a, I actually had a discussion I'm with cool a co-worker with cool. about two I'm, years yeah, ago. Yeah, but I'm if cool most women look too. like Hold that, on, I'm totally cool with that. But the, the most motherfucker. Hold on. I had a discussion with a co-worker about, about two years ago who is absolutely, she's a female, and she's absolutely obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. And I said, okay, so what do you think about her? She goes, well, besides the nose job, she spends a lot of money to look the way she does. And I said, so you mean she's had a lot of work? She goes, no, she spends $10,000 a month on makeup. Well, that's makeup. And, then, and then pulled up the fucking article to back it up where the where, the, where Jennifer Aniston's like, yeah, that's what I spend on makeup. You think you think this looks like this just by just rolling out of bed? And I was like, damn, all right. I, She's a product, man. Definitely. But when I watched uh, Were the Millers or whatever, oh. hey. You know, or what is it? What was that horrible man, Adam Sandler movie she was in? Where she was in a bikini. Good Lord Almighty! There's one where she's no, in was the whole time. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Just go along with it. Yeah, there's worse problems to have. I know. Can, can we? Can we? Can we get this out in the open? Okay. Yes. You're good. Yes. Yes. I mean, you know. I mean, now that that's out in the open. Anyways. Um, Gay for that pussy. Jay, Jay, <laughs> Jay, you're married. You have children. Yep. Um, Aaron, you have children. You've been married. I have two proofs. Um, I've, I've, I've. Fuck you know, movies, my my daughter's mother. I was with her for a long period of time. Plus, I was married. Uh, Chris has been with women who have had kids. Can we just all agree that like stretch marks aren't that big of a deal? Not anymore. And, 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 no and shit is that big of a deal. Yeah, not, it <laughs> hey, it can't be. Hey, you man. could be missing a finger. That's Th- why you marry. A, still be all right. That's why you marry a big hip girl because they don't get stretch marks. <laughs> they were just born coming out <laughs> looking like a pear. No, no, they don't. No, get you them. Won't, Hey, you only get stretch marks when you lose the weight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so I just need that, like a perpetual engine drive. Whatever, bro. I just need to have a bitch who just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Okay, all right, fair enough. So eventually, I'll be fucking the blob from X Men. Nah, all no, right, no, no, no. outstanding. Ain't, ain't like that. I'll be saying some shit before that goes down. Which is like, I just want a bitch to grow with. You mean grow old with? No. <laughs> Just all I gotta say, <laughs> all I gotta say is, I got me some big ass hands, so it takes a whole lot of, a lot of meat to fill. I'm just okay. Look, I, I've been with girls who were 18 and they never had a kid, and they were naturally busty, and they had stretch marks on their tits. And you know what? Okay, well that happened. When they were wrapped around my cock, I didn't bother. I didn't, it, it didn't bother me. I don't understand what the big deal is. Why women are like, oh, oh my god, they're disgusting. I'm like, no way, man. Some are beauty marks right there, brother. Like, what am I doing? Especially Painting a portrait. Am I like stand it. over there? Yeah. Paint, like, you want me to paint you like like you're one of my French girls? Shut up, bitch. Get over there and fucking just shake that fat ass. Anytime through. my That's eyes right. are open, you make me look you in the eye anyway. So what does that matter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
Always look high. Always look high. Right here. Uh, no, Jay, you weren't you weren't here during one of the older podcasts, but we we, we discovered something out about uh, Aaron. He's a disciple of Iceberg Slim. Yeah. A disciple is really pushing it. Well, I mean, how would you describe it? I am a fan of Iceberg Slim. That's all. A pimp named Slick. Back. I didn't try and model my life after his. Say it, like, like that's like that's... a tribe called Quest. What? <laughs> sorry, Chris said a pimp named Slick. Oh yeah, it's a Boondocks reference. It's like sorry. a tribe called yeah. Quest. Oh, you, you have go. to say the whole say thing. Well, yeah. This yeah, yeah, yeah. right here is good shit. Yeah, buddy. Do you know? Not much. I, I'm not really familiar. So Be in the bar know. when this comes on. You'll yeah. like this song. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, if you weren't in a coma during the early 2000s, of course you heard <laughs> By the way, you they know, got great I'm, flow, though, dude. Like, I really I enjoy their flow. Being a music snob makes it hard to enjoy strip clubs. <laughs> no, I know. Throwing that uh, out there. Like, you, if you guys really? ever come across you're gonna, that, you're gonna let it wreck it for you. It can. Yeah. Not it me. Can. Cause, cause, it can. No, because eventually it's just like, all right, this booty and ass, booty, tits. boobs, and beer. And on, I, at this point, okay. I don't really care. You could be playing fucking Barney. Okay, okay, <laughs> hold on a sec. If you see it, if you see a stripper dancing to uh, "Fuck the Pain Away." Were you at Bisco's? Or, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Let me see. What is that? What is it? What is it? Who is that? Let me see your pussy. Show it to me. Oh, fuck. Uh, Lords of Acid. Do you see? If they're dancing to Peaches or Lords of Acid, you're going to have a good time in the VIP. I'm just saying. Fuck, yeah. Dude, I've been to bars where they're playing Slayer and freaking. Danzig and okay. Yeah. Do you know how? Do you know how yeah. jagged of a hand job you're but, gonna get? But if, you're, places, if they're listening to like something, no, I don't. No, I don't. Stays out of four four. No, I don't. Oh, of course. They, some of these places get out of control though, because they let the girls pick their own music, and she's up there dancing in like Piano Man. They like, what the fuck are you doing? Music, unless it's high class, they all pick. Were you a traffic light? Oh, how did I know that? What? Yeah, the <laughs> girls pick their own music. There's no DJ. He's got a fucking. Oh no, I didn't mean. Uh, yeah. No. Okay, I get you. No, I didn't mean they actually had to go up and operate. The yeah, CD they player. do. They actually. Yeah, not CD it. players. It's all, it's all like that internet rate, that internet fucking service. Oh know? man, that jukebox. Right. It's terrible. Not that I know anything about it. Somebody this is told my me shit. That. No, of course. <laughs> this is all secondhand information for all of us. I think not you're a professional pervert. You're I heard. Double A. This is what I heard. What's going on? A friend of mine went to a club one time, and this is what he yeah. told me was going on. So that's all that's I know sweet. about it. That, no. <laughs> I saw Peaches perform at the Majestic or the Magic Stick, which I Ooh. guess is now. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it might have been with La Tigre. I can't why? remember. Why? Ooh. Why the fuck do you guys? Play we're, talking, know, we're talking about I the strip club. I can't ooh any harder, dude. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna There you go. This is right back to 13-year-old me getting down <laughs> now, on I'm this gonna tell, shit. I'm gonna tell you this: if you see a, if you see a stripper dancing to "Runaway" by Bon Jovi, <laughs> she's forty. Uncle grandfather issues. You're gonna get real far for a twenty-dollar bill in the VIP. I'm, I've heard. I don't no know. sex in the champagne room. Is that Tracy Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> 
go to the strip club on Father's Day and yell things like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. That's worth getting your ass beat for. Oh, God. That's terrible oh, right there. You know what's fucked up is it, li- having lived in a couple different states, apparently here in the Detroit metropolitan area, we are known for having some of the grimiest, dirtiest, and I do not mean condition of the place. I'm talking about the, the, uh, the, the, the mileage with the dances you get, strip clubs in the country. And that shocks me because I live in Florida and I mean, Florida or Germany, it could be anything, you know, you could, yeah. you could find so, a one legged stripper in Tampa. What, I'm pretty sure without looking too hard. Huron, so they're not like, all yeah. the one. Yeah. Like, uh, no, uh, see, see Jay. Okay. Go ahead. Go we come ahead. back to this again, Aaron. Well, no, I mean, I've, I I've experienced to... and uh, heard about some pretty shady shit going down in clubs around here. I just thought that they were all like that. Like, I was in Bisco's in 1996. Well, <laughs> I, <you> know, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. you're, you're always going to hear stories everywhere at strip clubs of chicks like going home with dudes or banging them in the back room or something. But yo, 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 I, you know, it, you it was the whole studio every time fucking Jay leaves, man. <laughs> In um, 96? What, did you lose a bet? How old were you then? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, that's what, I'm fucking born in 75. I was 21. What the fuck? There's, you realize there's like better. Oh, yeah, I totally do, but I had to go to Bisco's. <laughs> Shit, I was, a, I was a regular at the Duchess in 96. <laughs> in 95, I was a regular at like four strip clubs in Canada. How many times? How many times did you have to go in the bathroom and smack the bitch out of her OD at legs to get your lap dance? Yes, I went to Silvers, man. I went to Silvers. Yeah, I think it was. Fuck it. There's one at Telegraph in Cherry Hill. It's a purple awning. I don't remember the name of it. That was the most disgusting place I've ever fucking been. I I knew a chick that worked at Legs, and she would take lube with her to work because she Uh would. She would uh, jack guys off while she was giving them a lap dance. It's called, it, yeah, yeah, it's called lotion dances. They happen all the time. I never, ever I know who that. are involved in, in that world. So. I have never <laughs> witnessed that before. That does not happen at a strip club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ever. Look like Louis C.K. like you do. It doesn't happen. So... <laughs> No, no. When you're married with children like I am, it that it doesn't happen. Happened. It doesn't it's happen. Never happened. It doesn't You've never heard happen. about it. Back in '96. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my salad days, I heard stories. Yeah. Oh Christ. Yeah, I know. This is a subject we need to get off of very quickly. No ever, pun intended. You ever been to Broncos? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Prank caller. Yeah. <laughs> prank caller. Prank caller. Broncos. Call and you get, a, you get a shuttle over to Chicks on Dicks. Oh, that is an actual <laughs> strip club too. Yeah, I know. I just said <laughs> you can go to Broncos and get a shuttle of, outside outside of the Metro Detroit area. Chicks that on is Dicks. The, it's on Dicks Road. D I X Road. Yeah. It's called Chicks on Dicks. And guess what? They're true to the advertising. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, man, that's great. Broncos and Mustangs, you get a freaking uh, shuttle over there. Oh. Not that I've ever done that. I've just heard about it. <laughs> <laughs>
You heard about the woman who lived on champagne and dicks, right? <laughs> Why are you gonna bring up my mother? That uh, that cross street was uh, like half a mile from my house. Uh, that was a pretty common joke around the neighborhood. The woman who lived on champagne and dicks. <laughs> my joke fell over, so I can't let your joke get over. This one, <laughs> we just done like twenty minutes on the strip club. Sure. Man, look, look, we all have needs, and we've all... I have no problem with strip clubs. I oh. don't... I also don't really have any desire to go to strip clubs. Yeah, I'm pretty exactly. done. That, yeah, I'm that done phase is over. Dude, I have a daughter. I can't well, do it anymore. I just can't. The only time, The only time that I've ever gone to a strip club is when I know or dated somebody who worked there not even a dancer but uh just so had to work that in there I guess didn't it, you it, no, I, I know right <laughs> iceberg slim disciple here go ahead no uh, <laughs> i i don't re- they're not really fun unless you know somebody that works there in All my right, call me ignorant but i'm missing on the iceberg slim joke here, you don't so. know who iceberg no, slim is no, he uh is this guy who he was a pimp and he went to jail. Like I think, a literal he, pimp, not right, yeah, like, right, I get it. Didn't like he, Fifty Cent says he's a pimp. I, right. I believe uh, it's been a long time since I've read any Iceberg Slim, and uh, but if I remember correctly, his first book was written while he was serving a jail term, and it was this like kind of pulp crime fiction thing that just kind of caught on. And then Ice T took his took partially took his stage name from iceberg slim and he definitely took the persona of iceberg slim yeah because it, it had i mean i don't know how to describe them there the he, there's the all books? the what's that what are the names of his books um the game is to be sold not told yeah uh basically he teaches you how to pimp in his nonfiction. You know, i think scott's he, told me about yeah and the, that. yeah he had he, he does have non-fiction <laughs> how-to books <laughs> but i don't know it, it Fake ass it, it was fascinating to me just because of it's this whole culture. I yeah, mean, there's, a, nine, there's a language to it. That. Did you see? For, did you for see me, him wearing a Marine Corps outfit? I'm sorry, reading Dress blues. Reading oh. Iceberg Slim to me was yeah, like was like check. reading a reading a Clockwork Orange. It was. It's very similar. I mean. I can't say that Iceberg Slim is as good a writer as Anthony Burgess, but in the way that he portrayed this kind of... It was very similar. It was a a violent, misogynistic world that had its own slang, its own language. See, that's that's why one of the reasons I always uh, found myself drawn more towards... I always found myself, as far as writing like that goes, drawn more towards uh, Hubert Selby, who did uh, Last Exit to Brooklyn, Requiem for a Dream. Because it, yeah, it, I've it, never read him, though. Um, well, his writing is very, oh, God, it's so idiosyncratic because he never uses apostrophes. He always uses uh, a backslash. And you have to, you have to, you have to acclimate yourself to I mean, how he writes. time. But at the same time, what he writes is it. It you can tell it's 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 from a gentleman who's lived it, but he wasn't part of it. Yeah, he was more. It's almost like Studs Terkel. He would he would he would he would observe the world he was living in. He didn't insert himself into. It, it's definitely not like Hunter S. Thompson, right? It, yeah, it, it's more traditional journalism, not Gonzo journalism. Yes, where you're yes, immersing exactly. yourself in the culture. Exactly. Yeah. Which because that 
that I mean, there was a reason for that. In, in traditional journalism, you're supposed to be an observer. If you're immersed in that culture that you're you're commenting on, then your 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 comments are colored by. You know, you you get you. It's like uh, Stockholm syndrome, right? You you get you get to be part of that culture. You can't. You can't you can't give somebody a perspective as an outsider anymore, which is what your readers are. Your readers aren't going anybody who wants to you know read an article about uh, some kind of cultural event or something like that, or you know sports or anything like that that's ingrained into our culture. They are coming from it as a, as an outsider, and they need that perspective. If you just take the guy who you know guy who knows how to play football doesn't necessarily mean that he knows how to explain that or find ways to make that interesting to people who don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, to an extent, I, I mean, I agree with that. But at the same time, it's it's if you're trying to sometimes one of the best ways to tell a story is is to get just fucking neck deep in the story's ass and to just mm-hmm. live there and deep. unfortunately that it's become it's become a, a what do you call it a caricature yeah. of of itself i mean like you know hunter said objective journalism is one of the main reasons that american politics has been allowed to be corrupt for so long and i i do agree with that point yeah because well that, but that's a miscon- misconception of what objective journalism should be because it's not showing it's not being completely objective and showing both sides of an argument you can still just clearly come down on one side and still be objective yeah 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 it, but it, it's it doesn't but, mean that because it's not objective that it's just pure opinion well i mean objective journalism to me is as we've discussed before is like what npr the associated press yeah you know just give me the facts and let me make up my own mind and that's fine whereas but, whereas nowadays fox is considered objective because well we'll show you we, you know we, we have a, a, a democrat in here speaking his mind even though we shot him down half the time well you know and on the flip side is msnbc yeah oh yeah you know, totally and, and totally. at some point they're just as guilty and at some point unless you are a, a wing nut you you kind of go well cnn's probably the one that's when they report the news giving you the news without as much bias and then they let people come in with bias and speak on it so I'm trying to figure out what you're playing, Chris. Is this Oasis? Yeah. This is a, a good band that I never Cocksucker. Never got into. Is it the song I think it is? Probably. No, it's not. Alright, good. I yeah, I loved me some Oasis. But I can't listen to them anymore. They just didn't stick with me. I mean for there was a good number of years there where, I, like, uh, the first two albums I listened to quite a bit. So you, if if on the on the Oasis versus Blur, Blur subject, you far oh you prefer Blur? Oh yes, Blur. Okay. So I still listen to Blur. I love Damon Albarn. Have, uh, have you ever heard good, the good, the bad, and the clean? I'm sorry, what? You ever heard the band, his band that he put together with? Uh, Bass player from I can't remember his name from the uh, Clash, the guitar player from the Verve. 
Oh no, I did uh, not. The good, the good, the bad, the queen. No, um, it's 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 a it's a dense album for people who aren't into to those three bands. Yeah. But if you're into those three bands, it's something that you're going to listen to and you're going to go, I like it right off the bat. And so you might like it. And radio for two, podcasting <laughs> for two. Sorry. Yeah. But there might be someone across the pond that's like, Hey, I always liked that album. I haven't heard anything since '98. So you know, or 2008. <laughs> if there's or anybody across the pond listening, they just. Shut Actually, it off. Yeah. you're like, I know, fuck I know. that okay. American motherfucker. <laughs> that was, you arrogant prick. Actually, we, we do. Talk shit I about sound nothing Germans. like that. We can boy, talk boy, shit boy. about Germans. We can talk shit about Jews. We can talk shit about blacks. We can talk shit about anybody. Whites. Actually, we do get some. We do get uh, Great Britain. We do get a significant they amount said, of downloads. Well, I never. <laughs> <laughs> Puppycock. You just ruffled their mustache. <laughs> But Sorry, yeah, guys, um, we're arrogant Americans. You gotta I love say it. Probably their standout song on the one album I know they have is called uh, Nature Springs. Definitely yeah. check that out, Aaron. I mean, oh, I will. On Facebook, I'll fucking send you the link. Do the unregimented thing. That was you- that was something that I remember like hearing about and never looked up because I just forgot about it. Them right now. But the the bass players from the Clash? Yes. Yeah, you can tell. But yeah, Blur, the album Blur, uh, was it or not the album, but um, was it Thirteen by them? Yeah, yeah that's a great album. Yeah, with coffee and cigarettes and a tender. That was, uh, you know, that one actually probably took a a little while to grow on me. See, tender I loved right off the bat because Um, it it spoke to that, that that, with the choir and and, and the kind of, you know, bluesy call call and response feel. mm -hmm. I love that shit, man. I love that shit. I'm I'm a sucker for fucking U2 Rattle and Hum because of their version of um, Still Haven't Found Where I'm Looking For with the choir. Well, you just named another band that worked with Brian Eno and did their best work with Brian Eno actually this album 13 was produced by Brian Eno and he gave him a little bit of the James treatment there you go Jay, uh, okay another which I mean that, that album that Laid was on have you ever heard yeah. that did that yes that album is amazing sounding but yeah uh, Chris is gonna play fucking tender uh, you're gonna kill me sir I, <laughs> don't don't do this to me because that's just that's just like one there's very few songs that I've ever heard from the first time to when I hear them now that I go, I think that's a perfect song. Right. We, like, some songs give me chills, and then the second, third time around, it's just like, yeah, it's a good song. Like, this is one of those that you get the same reaction each time. Yeah. It's just like exactly. listening to it the first time. Yeah. And that's, hey, isn't, isn't that as a musician what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's usually what you're going for. I mean, I had this conversation uh, the other day with... Well, that um, and, a, you know, a placement in a commercial. Well, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> can I sell you some sneakers, please? <laughs> can, can can we be the new opening to uh, CSI uh, Baton Rouge? Okay, you know. <clears throat> but um, I had this conversation with uh, a, a friend of mine recently who's in a band, and I'm like, look, here's the thing. I When I would play in a band, I'd get off stage... Not many people would come up to me and, and give me a compliment, but the people who did, 
I, res- I re- you know, I appreciated it. But here's the compliment I like as a musician. When you know that person can't stand you who's listening to your song, and they still have to come up and give you a compliment. When they go, I can't stand you as a human being, as a person. I can't. I, I, it makes me sick to look at you. But God damn, that was good. See, the, compl- that's the, the compliments that's the compliment I liked I were the people that I knew actually played. Like that That's the ones that I actually took to like, all right, cool. You actually know what's going on and you liked it. You know, but that's just me. Yeah, when bands you like are asking you to play with them. You know, oh, yeah, that's, that's a great feeling, that's a too. Great feeling. That's a fucking amazing feeling. Yeah, it is, man. Like, I, I'll never forget uh, playing an 89X show and a band that, that I really was into. Oh, fuck. I just had a brain fart. I'm going to say their na- name of the band was Omission. And uh, I'm going to say that. I think that might might have been their album name. But anyways, I, I just was run with that. And they were like, we really, we really like you guys. And we want you to play with us. And I said, we sound nothing like you. And they said, yeah, but here's the thing. We know that you guys know what you're doing. You're not up there just bullshitting. And on top of it, you actually care about what you're doing. And I'm like, well, that's kind of how I feel about you guys. So. I don't know. Kind of. Well, you know, I, I will say that seems to be one of the best things about the music scene in Detroit. That, yeah, of course it has its clicks. There's certainly, you know, bands that kind of form scenes and, and play shows all with each other. But... There, there tends to be a lot of diversity on local shows. Oh, I agree. Like a ton of it. And I don't... I'm not saying that, you know, I've traveled all over the U.S. and seen shows everywhere, but I don't know that other cities have that same type of diversity under one bill. Well, and that's a good thing, but at the same time, it could be a bad thing. Like, we ended up with... I mean, uh, my band in the, in the 2000s was very much a combination of classic rock, night. And, and 90s rock yeah. and we ended up with death metal bands hip hop groups all on the same bill and it was literally groups of people coming in watching the the, the, the band they showed up for the group they showed up for and then leaving and then leaving yeah, sure yeah. and then just waves of that happened. no one stayed and so we tried to get this thing going we were like okay everybody because I always stayed to the, to the last band was done that's what I did um, didn't mean I really cared for them I mean there was a lot of times I was like oh uh, at least I gotta make go to a the point bar to and fucking pound down some to keep keep listening to you assholes. Yeah, so. I would at least make a point to watch the band that invited me to play the show. No, I always try to stay for for every band that was there. I always load in was usually at, at this time. I was one of the first guys for load in. If we were backlining, I backlined. If we were frontlining, I frontlined. Didn't matter. I just was like. Let me, yeah, but let you're me, probably okay, one of the last people at the bar anyway. I've had the benefits of working with somebody who's Thanks, like, thanks, Karen. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, I was too, man. <laughs> Pointing fingers. Dude, I was in a band that we'd run bars out of beer. We would drink all the yeah. Coors Light. Like, you guys yeah. gotta get out of here. I've, d- I've done that a few... I've done, we were a house band at a, uh, at a bar, and we drank for free because we were a house band. That's how we got paid. And we, we literally drank them out of all keg and like bottle. You're not going like to pay beer. us? We're taking our money, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. They'd hook yeah. you up with their yeah. Coke dealer just to get you out of their fucking bar. Magic <laughs> Listen, stick. Go see this guy. Magic Stick yeah. back in the day hooked you up in the green room, man. It was like two ca- two cases of beer per band. Yeah. And then like like a dozen a dozen uh, ice waters. Really? 
like bottom oh, water. Oh Jesus! I never got to play awesome. at the, that is at the fucking stick. Great. Yeah, that we had. Uh, wow. Yeah, and we I, got paid. Like, I, that's almost. That's like getting a blowjob with what you get now. Probably the yeah. best I got paid at a venue that that, that we got over on is uh, the token. Um, we made uh, two hundred and seventy-five dollars for a forty-five minute set, but we snuck in two cases of beer in our bass players uh, in his in his in his in his open back cab. And so we're sitting in. The, if you ever played the token, you know that you're on stage. You look to your left and you go in that little room. We were just like like opening bottles of beer, and they're like, "Where'd you get those?" And we bought them at the bar. And just fucking drinking for free, and then you know the token's like, "Well, it's amazing because last time you were here, your your bar bill was 150 bucks, and it's nothing now." And it's like, "Yeah, it's crazy." Give us our 275 for our 45 minutes, asshole. <laughs> I, we drank all the man. sponges beer once. Nice. Well, nice. they said when, they said Vinny throw a shit fit. And I guess the music too. scene in Detroit dead. I don't when know. He did, when he did, but like he like he did in the 90s. We I don't, we played a gig with Crud, and. Uh, but they were still all down there chilling or whatever. And they just said, when we got there, we were one of the first bands to get there, if not the first band. And we were told, hey, go downstairs, pick a dressing room. We picked the dressing room that had a bustle full of beer in it. <laughs> yeah. Yep, there you yep. go. Then we drank it all. And then the guy threw the thing, man, I had to end up buying him another case of beer because you guys drank it all. Like, you didn't say what <laughs> dressing You said pick a dressing room. We picked the one with a bus tub of beer in it. What would you have done if you were us? Yeah, yeah right. The same choice thing. is clear. You should have had the dressing room labeled, or at least labeled the beer. Yep. Well, we played the Crowfoot one time, and, and it, you know, you go downstairs, it's Crowfoot, and there's the, uh, the dressing rooms, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we were just like, all right, so we're down here. Uh, there's nothing marked, as you said, Chris. Um, went in here, was like, oh, look, there's a spread in here. Make ourselves a couple sandwiches. Went in this room. Hey, look, there's beer. Grab this beer. You know, and then, like, just went and sat in this little room, and, and they're like, what are you guys doing? The fuck you mean what we're doing? Oh, that's not yours. I'm sorry. I didn't see your name on it. You know, and it, what's going to happen? There's going to be a brawl. Come the fuck out. No. It's a bunch of musicians. We were all nerds growing up. I mean, you know, every once in a while you get a guy like Jay who could actually whoop some ass, but for the most part, we were all fucking I nerds growing never, up. never, ever fought with anybody while I was playing a gig. At a gig. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. There was... Really? Like, really? No, no, no. You lucked out. No, I didn't luck out. <laughs> it wasn't like that. I yeah. walked away from every slightness of... Oh, slight yeah. bit of confrontation, which is totally not like me. Yeah. But... No, it was all about the professionalism of the band. That was how you know. That nice. was always how I thought of it. I got rip roaring, hammered, and shit. But I no no fights. There's okay. Here's come, here's the thing. When you play some of the places too. I played, if you get assaulted on stage, you're allowed to fight back. That's oh, the way we used to It's not allowed about allowed to, but you got other. You got also figure. You know, I would jump off the stage and freaking make a mosh pit. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> I, I, with, with your bass just bouncing up and down. Remember that bass, old MTV no. promo of Santa bouncing up and down in the mosh pit? I just pictured it to like Jay. <laughs> yeah. You just see his red head bouncing up and That's down right. with a Fender bass, no bass headstock. Yeah, oh, right. No, no it was just a little oh, animated just... Santa hat that was going through the that crowd, was, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I remember that. My job. My job was to get the crowd riled up. That's what my job was. Man, I played theremin and samples. I wasn't playing all the time while everybody else was. What do you do? Stand there behind this box? Uh-huh. Like, no, man. I'm gonna fucking dance like a fool. You were like the uh, the tambourine player in Brian Jones' exactly. Sound Massacre. Yeah. yeah, right. There you go. 
<laughs> Which we, we I've seen footage of him jumping off the stage and beating people's asses before, yeah. <laughs> and I his think, own I band think, members on stage, for that matter. I, I think it might be something we'd, we'd be interesting to talk about. Have you guys heard about this uh, this documentary coming out on HBO called "A, a Montage of Heck"? Yeah, Mon- no, uh, Kurt Cobain, right? Of heck, yes. What's the, yes. What's the language? HBO, calm down, I please. Apparently, he had a demo tape of him with an acoustic guitar, and this was the uh, name of the demo tape that his daughter found, and his daughter's actually executive producer. Francis Bean. Yes. So, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, can I issue can I issue a blowhard alert on her already? Can, can we? Can, can I see this coming with her already? With her criticizing her dad's band, now she's going to produce an old demo. I can, can. No, 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 no. She's not producing an old demo. She produced. She produced and released because everything was 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 willed to her. At a certain age, mm-hmm. she said to a director, "You want to do this documentary? I want you to focus on my father as the man, the mm-hmm. man who actually." And Jay, you should should you should respect this. The man who selfishly took himself out of my life, who I don't know. That's the one I want to focus on. Not necessarily the music but because there was so much of him sitting around with a four you know a four track and an acoustic that's the soundtrack to the music because she didn't want to use fucking all the nirvana songs were so sick of fucking hearing and a Apparently, he had a whole cassette of uh, either unreleased or never never heard songs of his called Montage of Heck because it's Kurt Cobain and he was, well, you know, on heroin. So, but, and that's what she named it after. But yeah, it comes out, I believe, next month on HBO. And I'm intrigued by it because to me, it's, it's, it's showing she never knew her father, but her father is everywhere she goes. And she's trying to understand through this documentary, and she trusted this this director to show it. So. I don't know. I, I don't know if I have any more care left in me for this band. I, like... Sorry, who are you talking un- about? Unreleased Kurt Cobain material just doesn't light my fire. Nope. I don't know. Well, it's, I just think. Alrighty the, then, that landed like a fucking. Well, not, no, no. Like well, it's, <laughs> I just think the the older we get, the more I don't know, full of shit you kind of maybe realize he was. It's like, yeah. or maybe just. I see a guy that had some issues that he didn't get treated. That's what I see the more as I get older. Mm-hmm. Well, I, there's one thing that is interesting to me is that I've I uh, read um, an article. By someone who was around him during their rise, even before their rise. And they said that uh, after he had that overdose in Rome, which was like a month and a half before he killed himself. Yeah, I remember. He was never, he was never, the, like, he was never the same guy. Yeah. That, that, that they talked about, he was, he, was un, he was out of it for so long on the OD that he actually had brain damage. And he didn't realize what he was doing. Like he just he it it would be like going from us being aware of our surroundings to we were oxygen oxygen deprived for ten minutes, but yet are still here. So what do you think that's going to do to the person you are? That's what interests me about that documentary is the last the and last brain damage. Yes, yes, and 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 you know I mean. And by the way, I just want to say something real quick. Not to get off on some conspiracy shit, because I don't think fucking Courtney Love killed him or anything like that. <laughs> That's what her dad thinks. <laughs> well, well, uh, 
I mean, maybe he's maybe there's something to it. That's her pops. He ra- he did he did have a hand in raising the bitch. So, and she she does seem like an opportunistic bitch. I mean, you know, she went from Billy Corgan to Trent Reznor to Kurt Cobain to whoever could. You know, she tried to do it with Marilyn Manson. He was like, No, I, I'm not going to do this, and I'm going to write this song called Starfucker, and it's about yeah. you later, bitch. I mean, you know, you, know, you like, got problems with Marilyn Manson turning you down because you're too trashy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, like, Jesus. Marilyn Manson let Dave Navarro blow him up <laughs> while Jenna Jameson was fucking sitting there. So, what's that tell you? You know, like when Jenna Jameson is the most tame person in a three person party in a limo, you got some issues, you know? <laughs> that sounds like an awesome party, though. It does, but I mean, still, you know, whatever. But no, I just. It, I guess I'm kind of fascinated by that that little bit of that little sliver of his life after he overdosed in Rome and when he decided to kill himself because it almost. Have you guys ever seen a documentary called The Devil and Daniel Johnson? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, so yeah, so it's almost like, like, did he reach the point of of a burnout? Did he what? Did he reach the point of burnout? Um, but yeah, did he reach the point of burnout? Did he have a, a psychotic break? Did he have a he schizophrenic was, break on top of him dying and being oxygen deprived? Is it, you know is that even oh, a true Kobe. story? Oh, that that's what that's the type of stuff I'm interested in because it's just to me it's fascinating. This guy went from if you see the pictures of him mm-hmm. with with his daughter, he never was like he never looked like. I don't want to be here. He always seemed like he wanted to be a good father, but then after that, the pictures after that overdose and before he killed himself, he's just sitting there with this 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 thousand yard stare that you see on people who have dementia or Alzheimer's or some you know closed head injury that I've seen a lot in my life, and I'm just like, wow, man, was he that far gone where he just figured, fuck it. He had just one moment of clarity and said, I might as well just fucking take myself out. I see where you're coming from, definitely, Rich. I guess to me, though, it really doesn't change the change anything because he he, he, either way you cut it, he killed himself with drugs, no matter how you want to parse it. Yeah, his his fucking his fucking last push off was a massive. He slammed a massive amount to where even if he hadn't blown his head off, he wasn't going to survive that. Yeah, but even if you're saying that, you know, this brain damage might have contributed to his suicide or drove him further in depression, the, the drugs are still all connected to that. Well, yeah, but aren't drugs connected to pretty much almost everything that we we, we appreciate art-wise? No. I'm, I, I, asked, I asked a question. <laughs> I mean, not, I did think about it for a second, but no. No? No. So great writers great musicians kurt vonnegut that's just the first one i can think of off the top of my head okay i mean i can give you arthur c clark i I doubt he ever sat around tripping on shrooms or or even even getting drunk and writing and i I think he's one of the best early sci-fi i think you'd be surprised how much drug isaac asmanoff i think you'd be surprised about how much drug use was going on with early sci-fi writers they were they were kind of out there well we're not talking about highland we're talking about arthur c clark who wrote hard sci-fi yeah not fantasy sci-fi. Right, right. But, I mean, music-wise, uh, you know, uh, art as far as paintings, drawings. I mean, I, we don't know what was going on in the Marvel bullpen back in the day, but if someone wrote a book, I wouldn't be shocked them fuckers were just... 
<laughs> tooting fucking rails. Passing around this, peyote. Uh, yeah, and shit like that, where you needed a like garden hose 80s. to fucking take it. In the 80s, maybe, that would that, and that would oh, explain some Jim, things. But That like, explains Jim Shooter. He's so, like, hey, yeah. give me that rig real quick. Uh, shooter. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, Silver Age comics, no. You Those guys, guys were, like, straight, straight gin and tonic. Oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's all they did was drink. Alcohol is a drug. Sure. Do but I need to bring getting, you to a meeting? But it's not like a mind-expanding drug. Uh, if you drink absinthe, maybe. Okay. I have, and it's not. But you drink the stuff with the wormwood in it? Uh, that's what I was told. But how do you prove it? It came from Czechoslovakia. If that all, means I know, all I know is that I drank supposedly real absinthe one time. Yeah. And it was a very interesting drunk. It was different than oh, any drunk I've experienced before or since. So. I, yeah, I can definitely say that. I mean, it was not anywhere near hallucinogenic for me, but it No, uh, no, not at all. It was it it made me loopy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was almost a clear-headed drunk, but at the same time it's it, it, yeah, it's kind of an out-of-body drunk experience. Yeah, yeah, you're almost watching your... It's it's like it's the like quote if, from... It's it's like ether, devil ether. Yeah. You finally got into that stuff. You can you can watch yourself from outside of yourself type thing. That's how I kind of felt when I drank, supposedly. Right. It kind of makes me feel like... Uh, like if you could actually remember the, time, the times when you black out. Yes. You know? Exa- yes. If you could exactly. recover that experience, that's how I would imagine it would feel during that, that period. Yes, yes. Well, anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get us off on that, that, that tangent about... Uh, but it's just, well, to me, it's a, it's a documentary that, that might be interesting to watch. And even if we don't talk about it, it just might be interesting just to watch and go, okay, well, you know, I've seen it. I, I, I dismiss it, whatever. Right. But uh, you, to me... And this is something I want to say. I want to clear up two things with you guys real quick that happened Wait. in an earlier podcast. Okay, I no, 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 I, good, but I, I'm not done with Kirk Cobain yet. But let me let me say one more okay, thing. Go ahead. About I'm this. sorry. Go ahead. Because like I think uh, we're kind of like not phased by the whole thing. At least Chris and I seem not phased by it. It's like eh, it's Kirk Cobain. Like you know, I've heard it. Yeah, I'm already aware of this whole story. But that's because you know it's like you you lived through that it's like all the think about an artist like Jimi hendrix that died too young and when you were getting into Jimi hendrix you wanted to hear everything and then you realized he had what like three real albums worth of material oh 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 oh, oh you're oh you're ta- okay what you're talking to you're there's a huge Jimi hendrix fan on the other end of that right. skype yeah, yeah yeah all right and, no i'm good i and so so I will, i'll say i'll say four but okay go ahead okay all right. okay for so at a certain point you're like i need more right and then you know all the there's always been bootlegs of it, but like there's constantly like they're finding new tapes of some bootleg from some performance or they're remastering some tv performance he did or something yeah and because and and you ate all that shit up probably and the reason i did is because if i would see a live performance of a song i've heard a million times before and i've even owned you know live versions of that song before Hendrix, in my in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, and I realize that a lot of people would hear what I'm about to say and go, eh, what the fuck ever. Every time he played, there might be... Remember, there was... Hey, Chris. Yo. 
kick that down a bit, dude. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to like interrupt, but that is just so loud. I can't. I can't barely hear anything. Come on, Grandpa. Uh, good now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Mister Helper. I'm glad you wanted to join the conversation. All right. So come in. But no. Every once in a while, I'll hear. I'll hear Jimmy. Now I don't. But it, but growing up, I'd hear Jimi Hendrix bootleg I haven't heard, and I'd hear him play a song I've heard him play a million times. And I've heard a million different live versions of, and he would approach it differently. And I'd take that literally that three, maybe ten second part, and incorporate incorporate it into my plan, into my way of thinking about shit. Right, and you learn something from every new performance or piece of but music. That's because that you I found studied the band, and I understand but, that most people don't want to study music; they just want to listen to music. So, okay, yeah, but but uh, people who grew up. And actually, maybe even had an opportunity to see Jimi Hendrix at the time. They grew up with this shit. Not all those people are necessarily going out and buying all those bootlegs. So they're like, we've been there, oh, done that, though. right? So th- this yeah. really isn't for us. Because there's this whole new uh, generation of people who uh, who do appreciate Kurt Cobain's music, and they're like that's all there is there's three albums and a compilation and a live album and that's all we get so yeah, yeah they they're looking for more because they they want to experience that whole thing well yeah yeah Not and just i mean the, when there's a finite amount of amount of material but it's so much easier now than it used to be like i mean come on you got mm-hmm. the internet you can find oh, most sh- oh sure yeah everything on there well, see, here's 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 something about Jimi Hendrix that is, is that the only person I can compare to him, sadly, is Tupac, is that Jimi Hendrix built his own studio that is still to this day a state of the art studio in New York City, Electric Ladyland, and he built it just so he could record. And he would literally go out, play clubs at night at open mic nights, and then bring back every musician he could find. And he'd go, hey, I got this riff, or I have this idea. Or, hey, listen to this track. What can you add to it? And if they played something and he didn't like it, he didn't use it. So, I mean, there is, yes, it, it is a finite amount, but if the last six months of his life was spent bringing in every musician he could find to collaborate with because that's how much of a musician a man was. He want, he, he, want, he did not want to be Purple Haze, Wild Thing, Smash My Guitar. He didn't want to be that. Right, and the example I could use for myself, an artist like this, is Jeff Buckley, mm-hmm. who, you know, had, I mean, let's be honest, one and a half albums. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, I see what you did there. And that's it, you know. But there's there's a ton of, of material that he did, just like covers and demo songs that are just fucking gorgeous, that never got released by any label, at least not yet that I've seen. And, 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 and see, you like to, if, you, if you really like that artist, you'll play the what if game. And you listen yeah, to it and you right. go, oh my God, what if? Yeah, yeah. What but you listen to it and you appreciate, you might hear the r- most rough sounding <laughs> fucking... I'm sorry, I missed that. Said, Go ahead. What if Jeff what Buckley knew how to swim? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, right. what? Too good soon? One. Good one. Come on. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's a good one. But no, you 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 uh, you know, you listen to it and you go, oh, man, if he'd have just 
knew, known how to swim and not been <laughs> right. And that's not Jimmy Hendrix sort of rolled like, over. I didn't but, even take a swim. But that is part of the mystique and the appeal of artists that died too young is because you can always play the what if game and it will always be idealized. You can't play the what if game with the Rolling Stones. What they're there, Cass, they're old. Get used to it. What if Mama Cass wanted peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> yeah. Instead they, of amp. You know, uh, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, and Jeff Buckley will be forever young and forever in their most prolific stage in in their artistry. What if Jim Morrison didn't say "fuck it"? Well, see, here's here's the thing. No, (laughs) Jim Morrison was boring before he died. (laughs) How old was Jeff Buckley when he died? Uh, I don't know. He's like twenty something. Was he twenty seven? Was he the magic? He was close to it. I think that's what I'm getting at. That is a that's such a romant that's the romanticized bullshit that irritates me. Okay, yeah, because yeah. only only in in Western culture do we, like Western pop culture do we look at your best music is always when you're young. In other cultures, like if you go to Eastern cultures and you look at their musicians, they 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 don't even consider them masters of their instrument until they're well into the. The, the later years of their life. You think Pavarotti was a star when he was fucking uh, 22? Buckley was 31, by the way. By the, hey, and, and, and yes, Pavarotti, there's always the exception that proves the rule. But think about it. How many, how many people in opera, even, that are young? I mean, nowadays, you know, you've you got the fucking the singing show, so you see it. But how many people, when they're young, are considered masters of their craft? Right. We, 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 try, to, we try to put that on everybody. Oh, Rihanna. Oh, man. That Umbrella song, that's, that's her best work right there. Shit was really? tight. <laughs> well, because we can't, we can't, as a culture, separate the music from everything else. Oh, we want God, the whole really? package. We want there the music and the sex symbol and the attitude and the fashion sense. So it's all got to be draped on this, you know, hot young body or this, you know, this is good last, looking dude. This is the last person to go out at 27. And, and ironically, they- every everyone thinks she drank herself to death. No, she stopped drinking cold turkey and died from alcohol withdrawals. Died from the DTs. Yep. Yeah, she tried. She tried to. She yep. was trying to better herself and died. So, well, when you push it to the edge, sometimes you're on crumbling rocks, man. Hey, man, the only people that know where the edge are are the people that have gone over it. Yep. Or if you watch somebody go over He's it. usually just stage right of bone. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, Jay, Jay's right on. Anyways, let me, let, me, let, me, let me say something I wanted to clear up uh, in the last podcast, but for whatever reason, it slipped my mind. I've yeah. made two statements um, before in, in previous podcasts that I want to I clarify because they're not true. <laughs> hey. They just, no, they came out, they came out the wrong way. One was we were talking about, I believe, uh, socio-political like you know, like the government involved in 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 in, in industry, and ex- and I was like, I made a statement. I said, I believe this, and you're never going to change my mind. That right there was bullshit. That was just me talking a lot of shit because I was fired up at the toilet. It was about healthcare. That's what it was. It was about healthcare. I'm sorry about that. That, that is not that is not true. Second well, is wait 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 wait. You can't you can't say the that. apology without saying what it is that you actually said because I don't remember. The, the thing is, I said. I, I, I cannot remember exactly on t- it verbatim, but the statement, Chris made a statement, and he said, every time you get the government involved, blah, 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 yeah. and, 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 and he used healthcare as an example. Yeah. And I said, I said, you know, no, I don't believe that, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. 
That's that's bullshit. Because we, you guys, you guys, Aaron and Chris know that I've reversed myself even in the sp- space of a fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, and There's to, nothing wrong and with it, having but, your mind changed. I mean, exactly, exactly. And the other one was we were talking about uh, Tucker. Um, <laughs> and I, no, no, I realized I left the word out because I was like, they killed Tucker, and you were like, oh, conspiracy theory. No, actually, what I meant was is that they killed the Tucker, the yeah. automobile. No. No, yeah, that's yeah. what the big three did, and then they, after they killed that automobile, they said, "Hey, by the way, all those innovations that that he did, we're gonna fucking take them now." Thank you. I understood what you meant by they it. choked him out and took his inventions. <laughs> They're trying it with Tesla right now. Go ahead, Jay. Just no Say your piece, man. No, because they're gonna do it. They did it with DeLorean. And now they're trying to do it with Tesla because Tesla is like, I know I've talked about this before, but Tesla sets up uh, like storefronts in a mall. Yeah. And they bring like one car or two cars, whatever, and park them inside of the mall. And they just, you order it from the store, like direct from Tesla. Well, the yep. laws in most states require dealerships. That's right. Yeah, they've got a whole network. Including Michigan. Whole system right. worked out. Yep. So it's like actually against the law to do that, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that's how they're trying to choke Tesla out. But Tesla's just too strong. Like, they're they're too strong. It has There's too much demand for it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got his hands in, like, uh, what's his name? I can't remember the CEO or the founder of Tesla. But anyways, he's yeah. got his hands in, like, aerospace and shit now. Right. So, well, yeah, he's I, thinking I, I, they made a good. damn sexy car too. Dude, that's like, a sweet car. There's a, there's a, there's a there's a building on Telegraph. Uh, I want to say I Telegraph and Eleven Mile that that's called the the Mars Complex. Um, uh, it's it's Mars is the 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 main corporation that owns the building. But as you pull up, because I deliver there a lot, they have three electric car spots, and in all three are three different Teslas, and they're all owned by people that work at that building. And I just I've never seen one. I'd only heard people talk about it. So you know, one day I I went in delivered. I came out and I started looking around. I'm like, God damn. If this thing does what they say it does, and it looks this good, shit, you know, we need to car. we need to do something with this. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. are we wasting? Our, why are we not funding this? You know, yeah. like that type of shit. <laughs> he's uh, he's right. working on a more affordable car for for people. He wants to get more out into the mass market. He mm-hmm. said he's like, you know, that's the thing is he went the luxury side of things, so it's a little harder for the the big three to really stomp on him because you know he came out. Yeah, gotcha. Well, like let me ninety thousand dollar fucking this, car. Like, let know, me throw this out here real quick. Price. Well, he made a us. status symbol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. he made a nice car. I mean, he yeah. put the money into it. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook, following us on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. Thanks for all of the new followers on Twitter with Unregimented. Appreciate it. You could subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free by clicking through the iTunes banner on ChristopherMedia.net. Android users, you can find the show on Stitcher Radio. If you like what we do and you would like to show your support for us, you can donate to Christopher Media by using the PayPal button on ChristopherMedia.net. Please click through the Amazon banner and bookmark the page. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, it will help to show your support for Christopher Media. Every Monday through Friday, you can check out a new episode of a Christopher Media show. Monday and Thursday, you get Unregimented. Tuesdays, you're going to get the Weisman Podcast Nugget, which is the precursor for the big show on Fridays. Wednesdays, you have the Projection Booth. Check those guys out, projection-booth.com. A lot of buzz starting to circle those guys. Check them out. Even uh, we were interviewing a podcaster from Canada a few weeks back, and he shouted them out. So they got reach. People like them. Check them out every Wednesday, Projection Booth. 
ChristopherMedia.net. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. That's who we use to host all of the Christopher Media shows. And when you sign up for HostGator by clicking through our link, you're helping to support ChristopherMedia.net. Let me throw this out there to, to the to, to the to the peanut gallery here as we talk. Any conspiracy theories you guys actually believe? I mean, actually, Only for my own enjoyment. True. I mean, but no, I mean, actually, well, you know, not because your own enjoyment, like that you I mean, actually my, believe. My convictions in anything never runs that deep unless it's yeah. my opinion about music. Yeah, that's that's like one of the few things that I can't be swayed from in most cases. But you know, I like to be opinionated about a lot of things. It doesn't mean I can't change my mind. Well, okay, Jay, you you uh, you sent us that link, you know, God, a couple months ago. Oh, of course. Oh, oh, that one. oh that link. Yeah, which link? You know, the, the, the one that the was one, blue. One, that was no, I was I was waiting for this blasting of Tesla, which is one hair band I actually like, but I hate this song. Um, no, it was the one about the uh, the the meeting about hip hop and. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I mean, uh, that's go. a conspiracy the theory. Tesla song. I know. Oh, it's absolutely a conspiracy theory. I see it as like a good story. I don't know if I believe 100% of Wait, it. Wait, I'm sorry. What's the theory here? The whole like the prison system in the and, I don't think a meeting. Industry. My thing with that is I don't think a meeting like that would go down in somebody's house. It, it, you know, I think it would. Yeah. What is that? I did not read it. <laughs> what are we talking no, we about? Did a, we already did a whole segment on this. A while back. Where the prison system like got with the record industry to like promote. Oh, oh that story. Rap. That's yeah. oh that's I don't think the story it would be in we're somebody's living about. room. I think Oh okay. that bitch. <laughs> it's like oh, Snoop Dogg's shit. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh that Sadie? Bitch. Who? Oh that have you bitch. heard have you heard Snoop Dogg? You know Dog? the one yeah. with the legs. That's Snoop always Dogg's, standing. Uh, song from Rory the Gallagher? movie Turbo. The movie Turbo. I'm sorry, say about again? A, have you heard the Snoop Dogg song from the movie Turbo? No. <laughs> it's Turbo hard. the teen car? No, Turbo, Turbo the, the, snail? the snail. Yeah. Oh. Whoa, that snail is fast. Oh right, yeah, I remember seeing oh, that. I haven't heard the song though. Let the bass go away yeah. since uh, Deep Cover, huh? Yeah, here we go. Music from the motion picture Turbo. Yeah, exactly. Let the bass go. There's a sweet ass ride in that video too. Sweet ass Camaro. And there's uh, there has to have been some protest. Fucking animated snail in his video. Well, yeah, but you you got a movie. movie that you're marketing to I mean, kids. He's in the movie though. So. No, no, yeah, yeah, I understand. And one of the guys in the movie is known for being a drug abuser. But it's Snoop. It's cute. It's part of his persona. White people accept him. What is this fucking Miami bass shit? Yeah, I know. I was waiting for. Uh, it's all about the you. It's all about the you. <laughs> this song sucks. Yeah. This sounds like so this sounds like a, a song <laughs> that like Disney Skywalk would make. Right. Sweet car. The car's about as real as this song is. Oh Christ! And so his flow no is like eighty-two. No conspiracy theories, you guys fucking uh, uh, that you actually believe in is is what I'm getting at. Look mm. at that man! A known gangster rapper fucking had a murder charge uh, on him, and he's in fucking kids' movies. Like, no, for, there you go. For me, conspiracy theories nothing are just wrong, thought experiments. Life. It's just like what if? No, I, I, I and, love two live crew. Man. I think there might be something to some of the Kennedy stuff. 
Uh, <laughs> some of it. <laughs> Could you please, be more please, specific? Please go on, Chris. Yeah. Please go on. There's and definitely something the, to it. Big booty hose? Big booty hose? A second gunman. Yeah. The, the, you buy into the second gunman theory? Yes. Or I buy into the I fact that, or I buy into the fact that they had him taken out. I think I buy into that yeah. more than maybe the second gunman. If you wanted me to, to believe, rank to rank my beliefs, do you believe that Lyndon Johnson fucked his hole in his neck? <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't have passed him. I'll look it up. It's a story. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, now I'm going to play devil's advocate on this. See, this is what we're doing. We're sitting here and we're we're ridiculing essentially every conspiracy theory that that we could bring Wild up. Wild and reckless speculation, I believe, as it's called. Yeah. And it's and it's Fun. and it's a way of saying it's a way of dismissing someone. It's like saying someone's. Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle said this. He goes, "It's a way of saying someone is crazy." When you say someone's crazy, you can dismiss out of hand anything they say. You just go, "Oh, well, that motherfucker's crazy." So doesn't matter what he says. It's a way to dismiss them. So I mean, that's why I'm 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 honestly asking here. There's there's no conspiracy theories. Like you don't think in history there's ever been conspiracies that have been proven to be right? Sure. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I can't throw some at me. Ski Airman. What's that? Ski Airman. Was that a Neil Young song? No, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it, it might. And this is why this Mark Maron motherfucker is the whitest one on <laughs> yeah, the right, podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm I am unfamiliar. <laughs> uh, World War II fighter pilots. It was all black squadron. Oh, okay. I'm sure that happened. And they were badass motherfuckers. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and they were injected with syphilis on purpose to find out the. Uh... Oh yeah, no, that totally happened. That's not even a conspiracy theory, is it? That's like it was until it was proved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything's a theory until it's proved. I mean, he, well, except for we went through this hypothesis theory. You know, we don't need to go into that. But let's take the socially accept, uh, accepted terms and use them now instead of going into what we did, which is dissect the words and everything. I mean, so so we have to call them Tuskegee Air Persons. <laughs> what are Tuskegee we getting at? Air African Americans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm no. just, I, guys. I am, That's all I, I had. Am, I, am, I am just playing devil's advocate. I didn't have three minutes on this. this year, I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing. <laughs> I'm literally wringing the towel, and the towel is so dry it's burning my hands. So I, I, I there's nothing to wring out of this. So, Chris, I know you hate this statement. Maybe we should cut all that out. I don't know. That's. I, I was. I was just looking no to see way. if you guys. No fucking. <laughs> well, what about you, Rich? Nope. Is there anything you buy into? Is there anything you think that's not a bunch of that you think it's actually something true? that hasn't already been proven, true or false? Like an unanswered question that you're like. I do believe in what Eisenhower said about the military-industrial complex, and that we need to and his uh, exit address to the nation. Um, I do yeah, believe he I, said that we need to watch out for that, and that 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 we've basically became. And I don't know if this conspiracy is just. He warned us about it, and we didn't listen to him. Um, yeah, well, we become a nation that's at perpetual war. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, if you uh, gun to my head, I don't think we did not. You know, we quote unquote did nine eleven. But could the powers that be would have been like, well, if we let this happen, because we let we okay, just because bear with me for a sec. Uh, you had uh, Timothy McVeigh. 
you had the 93 bombings. And that really didn't piss off America enough for us to go back into that region and... Pull a Japan on them? Oh, because it wasn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, oh, that's horrible. Because Timothy McVeigh was from here. Yeah. But the thing was, it's terrorism all around. I don't know if you guys remember after 9-11, Bush stood up and said, anyone who's with us, any terrorism that they experience, we will fight them and take the fight to them. And the IRA stood up and said, okay, hold on a sec. Can we get a ceasefire here? The IRA wanted none of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you have offshoots of the IRA, just like you have ISIS, which is an offshoot of different uh, Islamic extremists, you know, like they, they are just like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. Come at me. So, I mean, I, it it's is that, a, is that a conspiracy or is that just politics? Is it just the way the world works? That's 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 I don't know. That's questions I ask myself. And then I go, I'm not educated enough to have an opinion about this. All I can do is look at the facts. And try to draw conclusions from it and, and realize that I'm going to have to change my mind somewhere down the road, mo- more likely than not. And that's what scares me about conspiracy theory uh, 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 believers, like the Alex Jones guys. Those guys, man, Alex Jones says something and they believe him. And then it doesn't come to pass. And they act like it, he never said it. He just moves on to the next one. And it's like, get the fuck out of my face with this shit. Are you serious with this? This is nonsense. But at a certain point, not everything is as black and white as we see it. And not everything is as gray as other groups try to paint it. There is a middle ground. And that's what I'm asking you guys. Well, I mean, you know, I, do I think do I think the powers that be could have said, hey, we'll let the fucking Twin Towers fall and... You know, 3,000 people, and it gets us into a... It's it's Collateral damage is a military term that is used all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's something that anyone who's been raised around the military knows that collateral damage is accepted. It's acceptable attrition. It's like when you... when it, it's, it's like the way the Marine Corps looks at boot camp. A certain amount aren't going to make it. That's an acceptable amount of attrition. We're losing those people. But that doesn't matter because we're gaining these people. Right, yeah. And if you can convince yourself that, yeah, those... Di- are acceptable because we're going to be making the world a better place in the long run. Is that a conspiracy? I don't know. To me, that just seems like the way that the world actually is. And we don't, we, we choose just to not acknowledge that. We don't talk about it. It's just, why would we? You know, we got. Yeah, that that does cut. If all we got the, the new category. Rihanna song to talk about. We got Iggy Azalea to talk about. We got fucking whatever the fuck to talk about. We got everything. Even, and I love sports, but it, we even have sports to talk about. I mean, after 9 11, sports was used as such a, a fucking way to prop up national pride and to be proud of where you're born and and jay this is where i'm with you this is where i have a problem my gay friends are like i'm proud to be gay well you were born that way you didn't have a choice in it so why are you proud of something that you didn't have a choice in that doesn't make sense to me i'm i, I it's like i'm born with blue eyes oh i'm proud to be blue eyes. like Rich why just outed jay on the radio yeah <laughs> <Or> a podcast <laughs> i'm letting him go <laughs> all right I'm letting him go. Okay. Uh, no, Jay, you talked about, you were like, I'm, why Why does sexuality yeah, yeah, define yeah. a person? That was last podcast. Yeah, I know. But okay. some people have an attention span longer than the fucking average house fly. So. <laughs> what were you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. Yeah. Let me hit this joint real quick. Maybe I'll remember. <laughs> nope. Nope, didn't help. All right, I'm good. All right. I think we're all real good, actually. It. Be real, son. Real? Be real, real, son. Try to kill my father, man. What? Yeah. And play that Say where they tried to kill your father, son. That nigga tried to kill my father! <laughs> <laughs> Love we coming to see y'all, son. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, President Bush and British Prime Minister Tony Blair offered a spirited explanation for a possible war with Iraq. This nigga very possibly has weapons of mass destruction. I can't sleep on that. Not on my watch. That's not how I roll. That is serious. Now, if you don't want to take my word for it, why don't you ask Tony Blair? He got a whole other set of intelligence. What's, what's up, Tony? We don't know much about this. <laughs> Trust random niggas with things like that, as George so eloquently put it. I'm, I'm with him 100% of the way. We don't know what he has. If the United States goes to war with Iraq, will it first have to provide evidence that Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction? So far, the UN has found nothing. But President Bush counters with this. The nigga bought aluminum too! <laughs> well, I need to tell you, what the f*** you can do with an aluminum tube? <laughs> aluminum! They don't skate? Fine. I didn't want to say this. The mother bought some yellow cake, okay? <laughs> he went to Africa and he bought yellow cake. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure, bitch. I got to have a seat right here. He'll tell you. Are you sure? Are you sure? I can't believe you, mother Ridiculous. Me and Jeb just coming back from Africa. Cradle of civilization. Yellow cake from the motherland. Are you sure it was yellow cake? Y'all niggas don't believe me. I got some yellow cake right here. Look, you see, you believe this? Don't drop cornbread. No, I know what to do with it. I got it wrapped up in this special CIA napkin. Drop that. Yeah. Hold on, drop this. Pray to God you don't drop that. Yeah, let's right. Oh, we're we gonna let this A sensitive out. accusation for this administration is the theory held by many that the real reason the U.S. is so interested in toppling Sodom is control of the oil that Iraq is sitting on. What about people who say you're only interested in the Middle East for oil? What? Huh? Oil? Who said something about oil, bitch? You cooking? <laughs> 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 there you go. It's a good note to go out on. Awesome. You there, Rich? Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh, right on. Cool. No, it's just uh, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to sit here and not laugh because I agree with it. So sorry. I I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it, 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 hey. it's the hood in me. I don't know. I whatever. Fucking. I, it's all gangster shit. It is, man. It is. I, it. That's just the way I look at it. So, and maybe my my worldview is flawed. So fucking be it. But and I come on now, I, hey, they, whatever. They get twenty five to thirty three percent of everything everybody makes without even asking. Here, fill out this form so we can take this from you every week. Yep. And I mean, and 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 we do what about it? Nothing. So whatever. Fuck it. Good times. Now, and I've been I've been a Detroit taxpayer for the last two years, so that's been awfully fun watching. Are the you news. Fu- oh because oh because Here, your because job is based out of Detroit. Yes. Oh, they hit you with Detroit City yep. taxes. So yep. it's, it's fun watching the news, and then people say, you can't say shit about Detroit. Really? Uh, I have proof every two weeks that says I can say everything I fucking want about Detroit. Well, I'm, I'm, gonna tell I'm you helping this to right fund now, that Chris. fiasco. Me Chris, too. I'm going to tell you right now. Me too. Uh, my block appreciates the fact that your taxes install streetlights that work. We appreciate that. <laughs> cool. I, don't know if it, I don't know if it's deterred crime because I had a motherfucker let off five with a fucking 40 cal at about three in the morning because a motherfucker was trying to steal his car the other day, but we appreciate it. <laughs> you know, it was, it, was, it was easier for him to see the guy instead of just hitting random shit while he waved a gun in the air. So, but yeah. When the cops show will, up the next morning or ever. 
Okay. I, well, no, no, no. This is this is no bullshit. We'll the next know. door neighbor had a uh, had a uh, his wife. She's diabetic, and she had a. Um, I guess her glucose spiked. I don't know about diabetes, but um, he couldn't wake her up, and he called nine one one, and they were literally there within like five minutes Ooh. in this in this neighborhood. I mean, we're, so something is going right. It doesn't mean everything. It's no longer is. a joke in your town. No, no, no. So <laughs> Flavor Flav is going to have to take his big-ass clock looking like, looking like Edie Amon after a crack binge on the sun someplace else. So, you know, because that motherfucker, that shit ain't playing in this neighborhood. But no, it, oh, man. <laughs> I heard the oh, man. What's that about? Nothing. Now we got to hear the song. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Did they close his restaurant down? Yes. It's finally closed down. Oh, it's been down for months. Yeah, because it was at what? It was at like uh, 15 and Van Dyke. Yeah, just east of Van Dyke. Apparently, my man has this thing against paying his rent. Yeah. Shocking. Did Public Enemy hold up? Yes, no, maybe. I dig some public enemy. Not this one. I'm saying, but do you think they held up? Yeah. yeah. I think Absolutely. Welcome to the Terror Dome holds up to this day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... Hero Black uh, Planet's a fucking amazing album, man. Even though it's racist as all shit, it's, it's still an amazing album. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's racist as all shit from a certain oh, point of view, oh, I no, understand. I, no, but. no, I'm not offended by it. I mean, I'm not saying it that way. I'm just, you know, hey, man, it's, it's like, why do you keep me down? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I mean, but you could also look at albums by, like, bands like Rancid. Okay. You know, White Ghettos paint a picture of broken homes and broken bones. And, you know, an album like, you know, uh, like, Let's Go. Yeah, but Ranton be, wasn't a, a, like a black the, person listening to that album could could be like I'm offended by it because I mean he talks about white people problems and and how but, black people don't matter. But well, it's not well, like well, Ranton was complaining about the Jew bankers that were keeping them down. Like. No, that was Professor Griff. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Professor Griff. Yeah, he's got a problem with Jews. Yeah, like like seriously, that motherfucker needs to hit a meeting. I don't know what meeting it would be, but he needs to hit one, and not one with fucking Farrah convict either. Like he needs to hit a real meeting. That, NWA, yeah. NWA is where it was at. Oh, I, I would take Public Enemy over NWA. Really? Personally. Oh, that's a bold statement. Well, yeah. see, here's what here's the thing that irritates me I about hip-hop is that there's no fucking sense of history for most people who are in the hip-hop. Yeah. Once it's five years gone, it's out of the consciousness. And then once it's past ten years, it's... I, 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 work with the, I, I worked with a kid, and I was like, what are you into? Old school hip-hop? This was three years ago. I said, Eminem. so like what? And he goes, Nelly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, but, are you fucking serious? You're not even going to give me like, are you kidding? like Snoop, Dre? Out, outside of the top 40, I guarantee you that the rap song that gets the most play, Rapper's Delight by the yeah. Sugar Hill Gang. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. That song for its time was pretty phenomenal. Uh, but it is l- way, way too long and about absolutely nothing. So can we get over it already? Yeah, yeah. we can't. We can't get any uh, Eric B and Rakim, but we can right. get Rapper's Delight. Right. I'm one hundred four point three. You can't right. even get any Run DMC. No, I know. It's fuck, just, man. What the fuck, man. You can't get any LL Cool J. 
You might ain't you no might more room for hammer. Might get well. in the next yeah, five years. Come on, sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. And see, here's what close my friends would say. I'm in the old school would say. Yeah, it's not the remix of Chuck Yourself before yeah. your record. Yeah, yeah. You say old school hip hop to me, this is what I think of. We're around today, you know. Even if it wasn't something we listened to. I say we, I mean like the royal. It was on the peripheral of what we were hearing. So, but yeah. All right. Well, that's a good note to go out. Go out on. That is. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for liking and sharing at, on the on the Twitter at Unregimented Pod. <laughs> you know, fire up the internet and get on the Twitter. <laughs> you might might actually Thanks like us the on the Facebooks. People. Yeah, like us on the Facebooks. Got a MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> the MySpace? Yeah, I, I might have one. My friend, my one friend, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder whatever happened to Tom. Mark Zuckerberg hired him. He's like his secretary. Probably. Keeps right. him in the case. Look at my Tom. Yeah. My one friend. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you next time. Later. Thank you. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise.